We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Scott Sigler Slices is a fiction podcast with stories harvested from the mind of a number one New York Times bestselling author. The current season is Slay, a raunchy, monster-killing tale that's Breaking Bad meets Buffy meets John Wick. Find Scott Sigler Slices wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello Jennifer and welcome back. Owen of House to Young. me. What the? My dulcet tones return to the po- at last. <laughs> the Rock has come back. Honestly, the last the time the last time you were recording in this pod space, I think you were doing a lot of Santa impressions. So <laughs> the seasons have changed. Like There's a new baby. I mean, I've already talked about him, but this is the first time that you're on mic. Uh, in the universe as dad. What's up, what's up dad? <sighs> There's a baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's pretty cool. He's a cool guy. Uh, I'm a fan. And I'll be honest with you, Kristen, he's been taking up a lot of my time lately. <laughs> he's very, he has a lot of demands. Listen, he, got the, of them job negotiable. Des- he got the job description of baby and he is fucking yeah. following every, just like, just like his parent. He is, uh, you know perfectionist wants to make sure that he hits all the bullet yeah. points anything worth doing is worth doing well says my son <laughs> uh, as he screams directly into my face oh my goodness <laughs> you're 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 i mean let's let's be fair here your youngest son uh your oldest son also pretty goes pretty hard on doing things that a dog is supposed to do um, yeah frank does not fuck around he did not come to play um certainly not you're here for i mean like maybe you would have shown up regardless, but I I know that one thing in particular has made you arrive to this space today, Jenny. Um, do you want to? It's vital. It's uh, part of my life essence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been training for this moment my entire existence, Kristen. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. time, yeah, to announce officially the winner of the all season all timer, no holds barred ultimate sexual tension award winner for the ages i wonder who it's gonna be we for the uninitiated we were left with two pairings uh two pairings uh they were uh, completely shockingly they were buffy and spike and um they were buffy and faith our bisexual and and actually it's it's a little more specific than that yes buffy and spike in season six yes yes uh 1080p hgtv era (laughs) And it's Buffy and Faith season three, the best season of anything ever. 1080p HGTV versus five by five. That's right. Yeah. Um, Our bisexual listenership found themselves in quite a tizzy over having to make a choice between these two pairings. But we're here. Mm -hmm. And Jenny, I was concerned. I was a bit concerned as the voting commenced because we had a lot of participants, um, 2,976 to be exact. And, you know, in the buffering universe, I mean, I think we know who's going to win, but 
the buffering universe is a subset of the Buffy verse and the Buffy verse is a big place. And if the, if the vote gets into particular hands, this could have really gone anyway. Indeed. But it didn't. It sure didn't, Kristen. <laughs> you know, Buffy and Spike rounded up 1,276 votes, but that was only 43% of the total voting populace. Buffy and Faith, thank God, as the good Lord intended, <laughs> brought in 1,700, a nice even 1,700 votes, mm -hmm. claiming 57% of the vote for the win. Congratulations, ladies. Ladies, good job. Uh, when asked for comments, <laughs> uh, the two young slayers reportedly <laughs> said, really, we're just good friends. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's correct. Uh, we're going to take some some special time to craft the perfect trophy because this is not just a season win. This is a series win. It's the biggest win um, that you could you could have apart from moving in together with your uh, favorite other slayer and kissing each other on the mouth and, you know, <laughs> doing all other manner of things. But um, maybe a, maybe a steak and a knife crossed uh, over each other, bronzed. Oh, no pun intended. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, maybe the silhouette of them both dancing at the bronze. Who knows? <laughs> we'll work on it. Um, you said that and all I can picture is mudflap girls. <laughs> maybe their trophy will be a truck where the mudflaps are Buffy and Faith. Um, wow. Yeah. How about them apples? Um, we would not be here. Without a couple of things. One, uh, Jenny Owen Youngs, you've put in tireless math. Uh, you've made graphs. You've drawn pictures. Yep. 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 This yeah. is basically my Olympics. Honestly. And you won. You won the gold. Um, congratulations. Uh, and two, Emily Brackets McLongstreet. Brackets! Brackets! Couldn't have done it without brackets uh -uh. at all. From day one, from moment one, Emily has literally run every poll, uh, made a million graphics, pulled so many quotes. Honestly, when I read the quotes that Emily pulls that correspond to the Sexual Attention Award contenders, I am, like, astounded by how cool we are. And I know we're not cool. I know it's just that <laughs> Emily does a great job pulling quotes that make us seem really funny and really cool. So thank you. Yeah, truly. Emily, for fucking everything, we'll never be able to properly uh, show our gratitude for all that you have done um, to get us here to the moment we all knew we would arrive at, which is that... The populace has spoken. No one has more sexual tension than Buffy Summers and Faith Lahane. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! Um, Jenny, uh, you know, it's fun to be back here with you, and I want to spend all, all day here with you, but it is just an introduction to the titular Doomcoming episode. Um, Doomcoming times Doomcoming. Doomcoming by Doomcoming. <laughs> the way that we title the podcast, too, the way they go into, like, pod feeds is, like, Doomcoming, colon, a Yellow Jackets podcast, 1.09 Doom Coming. So it really is bookends of Doom Coming oh, yeah. in the pod today. It's holding everything together. Um, but before we go, I just wanted to say that um, now that you're here with me, I'm having a really good time in the Patreon space with you reading the Buffy comics. In case you missed it, we are doing that. Jenny's teaching me how to read a comic book, and it is... That's right. 
It's really fun. Uh, we're back with all of our Scooby friends. Chaos has definitely begun in season eight. We already have put up the first episode um, for The Long Way Home. Uh, and uh, just in a few weeks here, we're going to be putting up the second episode on Patreon covering, what's it called? No Future for You. Oh, that sounds very ominous. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I have to say, I saw like a cover. Like I, ha- I have to do promo for stuff, even though I haven't read the... I saw a mm. cover and like... It just feels like perhaps there might be some sexual tension in the next four yeah, issues. Yeah, something sexy it's might a, be happening. Might be, maybe happening. Um, anyway, Jenny, I'm happy to have you back, if even for just an intro. As, as though I'm not in the rest of the pod. Well, but that's like that's like pre-dad Jenny. Like we're we're gonna roll right, over right, right. from dad Jenny to pre-dad Jenny. So I'm just happy to have you it's back in era. real time. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see everybody next week. Oh, we should say that. Um, Clearly, this is a pod here that's covering Yellow Jackets, and um, since our rewatch, we've gotten a trailer. So next uh, next episode, Jenny and I are going to do our best to dig deep into uh, all the things that we might expect for season two of Yellow Jackets coming back in March, which is like basically now. <laughs> yes. All right. See you on the other side. Indeed. Welcome back to another thrilling installment of Doom Coming. Sounds like you're getting a little tired. I I feel like you're lo- you're losing your steam, Jenny. Is it because this is the titular Doom Coming? Do you want to try one more time? The food stores are low, Kristen. My energy <laughs> is bottoming out. I I can't use. I'm trying not to burn too many calories. Uh, I understand. The grubs can only take you so far. It's true. The grubs. The grubs that I felt. (laughs) The grubs that I mentioned. uh, The grubs that I confused with maggots. (laughs) Uh, Today we are talking about, as you mentioned, season one, episode nine, the titular doom coming, (laughs) which was written by Amini Rosa. Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson, directed by Daisy Von Schurler Mayer, and originally aired January 9th, 2022. This is the one. Are you ready for this shit? Are you ready for this fucking description? I think so. This is the one where, according to IMDb, you are cordially invited to the doom coming. <gasps> On the brink of death, the Yellow Jackets opt to throw one last rager before careening into oblivion. An increasingly paranoid Shauna struggles between keeping her cool and being Shauna. <laughs> Yeah, who got into the episode descriptions? Who gnawed their way through the Ziploc bag and got into the stores of uh, narrative overview? Honestly, I think that at this point, I can't really tell, but I think that at this point, the IMDb descriptions are pulled from like the Showtime descriptions. It's almost Mm -hmm. like... 
like when we when we put a podcast up, we have to write like a summary and then a full description. And I feel like, you know, for like shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or shows that we talk about that aired in the 90s. They they like had to write the descriptions for IMDb because there was no digital unless it was pulled from TV Guide. Like there wasn't a place that you would find them. But these I think they just pull from the same place because a lot of times when I watch it on Showtime, it's like the first sentences in the Showtime clip, but not the full thing. So all that to say, I think these might be just like the official uh, Showtime blurb writers here doing Mm -hmm. their thing. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of increasing paranoia, I would like to take a moment Mm. to recommend to our beautiful listeners a new little thriller that I just saw called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, that's on my list. It rips. It's so great. I thought you. I thought uh, you were going to tell us more, Jenny. Is it about bodies, or should we go in? Should we go in not knowing anything? Uh, it's about a group of twenty-somethings who are having a hurricane party at one of their parents' mansions, uh, and they decide to play a little game called Bodies, 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 which is sort of like Werewolf. Oh, Werewolf! Wow, that's been a long time since I thought about that game. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so it's that kind of game. Okay. Um, but then, oh, no, things take a turn. And that's all I'll say. It's, uh, I can't stop thinking about it. It pleased me greatly. Oh, I'm so glad. Yes, it's been it's been high on my list to, to watch. So now I'll move it even higher. Um, I yes. remember going to a hurricane party with you one time, Jenny. And I remember it because you drank one hurricane, the cocktail that was being served at the hurricane party, and I believe you were on your back laughing hysterically, drunk as a skunk from that one hurricane. It really stuck with me. It really did. That. I'm a very economical drunk. <laughs> She's a cheap date. <laughs> I am. So, today I wrote the show notes. <laughs> this is the first, it's a, there's a first for everything, kids. Uh, you know, and we usually start by talking about what's the focus of this episode. Previous Kristen foci have included uh, Shauna or Misty or Ty or Nat or Lottie slash Jesus. <laughs> I would uh, like to put forth that I think episode nine, Doom Coming... The theme mm-hmm. is illusion. Mm, the songwriter uh, has entered the chat. <laughs> some old ones are crumbling. Some new ones are being raised or emerging. Ooh. Uh, yeah, there's the, some walls are coming down. Some walls are going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it does. It really does. I liked this. I, I did read the show notes before showing up to the taping listeners. So I saw this and I was thinking like this really is it's not that we've got no crossover between 96 and 21 like clearly they've been drawing the parallels for us they've been setting them up but it does feel like for the girls in 2021 their walls are break like their boundaries between their 96 reality and 21 reality are like deeply shattering Shauna's top amongst them (laughs) Mm hmm uh, so yeah, great job, great job. Illusions, the theme of episode nine. 
So come with me now, if you would. Okay, Andrew Owens Young. To what the hell? (laughs) Did you like that? Owens. Young. Disgusting. (laughs) Uh, To a magical year known as 1996. Mm. Uh, Our little friends who are in the woods... They're so hungry that they're digging up grubs. I've never seen this density of grubs uh, in a dig site before, but then I guess I've never gone looking, really. Well, yeah, and, like, I don't know why I believe this to be true, but I feel like the further away you get you get from, like, a like populated place, the more grubs you would find under the ground. Can any of our grub experts please write in and let me know if the less people there are, the more grubs there are under the ground. I would like to know if my theory holds any uh, water. Well, nobody's laying down any grub killer in the forest. I can tell you that much. Yeah, just I think it's just like it feels undisturbed. Like the grubs have just had years, centuries even, to like form their little whatever grubs live inside of oh yeah Mm -hmm. um Uh, van eating her grubs sad in the corner is the saddest (laughs) thing i've ever seen in my life like i had i had uh once on tour actually jenny and i both have sad tour eating stories but but mine i remember i was really sick i was somewhere in the midwest i was staying at like this hotel that wasn't really a hotel it was like when a college takes dorms and like makes a couple of them into rooms that they'll like, let their speakers stay in or whatever mm-hmm. it was like very linoleum everywhere overhead sort of like fluorescent lighting and I was sick and I was so tired and it was one of those situations where we had been driving and driving and driving all of the restaurants in this particular town were closed there were no stores that were open we were exhausted and so I wound up just eating cold soup out of a can in the bathroom while I was like running the hot water so I could also breathe because I was so congested it was my sad Eating grubs in the corner after a wolf yeah. attack moment. Um, and it reminded me, Van reminded me of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, everybody looks pretty miserable in this scene. They're mm. all not happy to be eating grubs. I can't believe you're not going to tell your sad tour eating story, whatever. Oh, sure. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> I was in Belgium. Uh, it was both Thanksgiving and my birthday. Uh, every like six years or so, my birthday is on Thanksgiving. Uh, I flew in and landed at a very late time and there was nothing open uh, once I got to the hotel. Uh, so my Thanksgiving slash birthday dinner was a... One thing that's nice about Belgium is that in their vending machines, they have waffles. <laughs> Uh, so I had a vending machine waffle for my birthday Thanksgiving dinner uh, one sad night long, long ago. <laughs> Thank you. I just felt mm-hmm. like we were watching everybody eat really sad grubs. I wanted to both commune with that experience. Uh, luckily, yeah. neither yeah. of us have ever eaten a grub. Luckily. You know who else hasn't eaten a grub? Jackie. <laughs> Jackie's ready to die, like, partying. You know what I mean? She's like, bring it. Let's get shit-faced and die, people. I'm not eating a yeah, fucking grub. <laughs> she's ready to be uh, literally any character on The Vampire Diaries. She is a teen who wants to die. 
she, she's run out of argyle and fucking vests and that's oh, it no. for jackie that is it it's done <laughs> yeah she says what's the point <laughs> so we get our basically mari I, i've got to tell you i was just talking to a couple of friends of mine who also watched yellow jackets but like most people i think they watched it one time you know and you have like certain reasonable char- right you do certain characters who you like clearly you're like shauna everybody's like yeah shauna and so we were talking about like which characters we most identified with and i was like mari and they were like who and i was like no i know right because like the first time i watched it i was like mari like i just didn't I, there was so much happening with the other girls. Like the, it's like there's three levels. It's like there's three circles. Like the inner circle is like the girls we know lived. They get like the most focus, and then there's mm-hmm. like Akila and Mari, and I feel like really Akila and Mari occupy that space where they're like in. Mm-hmm. They're like not, and then like at Doom coming, I was like, who's this girl? What is she? Who are these people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the all the red shirts come out to play for Doom coming. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway. Mari, again, just really resonating with me, is like, listen, I put these fucking berries in a jar. Pretty sure they're alcohol now. You guys want to get shit-faced? I'm like, Kristen, once again, this is me. I am Mari. (laughs) Yes, and how convenient everyone has formal wear because there was going to be an awards dinner. Yes. Love These them. people got so many fucking outfits. Oh my god, Coach Ben in his little suit with, that he ties up around his half leg. Just, oh. the, just the cutest man. The cutest man. He's a cute man. But yeah, they 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 do a little idea generator in the cabin while eating grubs. Mm-hmm. What should we call mm-hmm. it? We should. We should party. We should get drunk. We should have like a dance for for dying. We should celebrate dying. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yep. It's it is homecoming time at this point. Someone says moon homecoming. <gasps> Thaisa says more like doom homecoming. And Lottie's like, let me tell you what, it's doom coming. <laughs> and then lightning crashes and the rain starts to pour and a wolf <laughs> howls in the distance. Oh, Nat is so stoked. I love how excited. Like, Nat could not have given a fuck until it got titled Doom Coming. And she's like, oh, shit, yeah. No, now I'm on board, guys. Uh, I'll put my makeup on for this thing. <laughs> um, One thing that I enjoy about Ben, apart from the suit that I skipped ahead to, is someone <laughs> asks if it's safe to drink these berries. Um, And Ben says, do we care? <laughs> nice. Nice, Ben. Ben and Jackie Correct. starting to align in their interests. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, the first thing you want to do when you've decided to have a party is get a little arts and crafts shack going. I'm so excited. Get all, your, all your leathers and all your feathers and all your gold coins and emblems and your hot glue guns probably <laughs> and uh your strings and streamers and whatnots i'm so excited for them in this moment it's truly like they're you know they really are having more fun as they get closer to death which which i think rings true generally speaking you know <laughs> um they figured it out Let's just get shit faced and do arts and crafts. This is what they should have been doing from the jump. The whole time. From the beginning. Absolutely. Totally. (laughs) Um, Van is still so, it's so sad to see Van sad because Van is definitely the character that's like going to keep her chin up and like keep everybody laughing. She's going to tell you about the latest fucking Sandra Bullock movie that's come out. And so 
seeing her so sad um, and so isolated is especially upsetting. Um, and it only gets more upsetting, but in a good way, when Thaisa uses her time making arts and crafts to make fan So somebody, surely somebody in our listenership is a leather worker of some kind. I'm happy. I'm happy that Van and Ty have cool little matching masks. But are you trying to tell me <laughs> that they've got like tanning chemicals or whatever you use to tan leather and then cut it into little strips so you can braid it and... But wait, What's going why on is here? this? Why why would this be leather that they made themselves? Well, I just assumed it was like pleather from somebody's like Forever Twenty One pants or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. Or like uh, you know, some I I assumed it was it was it was things that existed. Um, but also, yes, no, I Jenny, got the distinct impression that these are these are supposed to be uh, you know craft materials that have been sourced uh, as. Things that have later Mari is wearing a fur capelet that definitely came from allegedly something they uh that yes ate. that that makes sense to me but um yes Jenny you cared so much about my meaningful moment that you you let me say you you actually let me tell everyone exactly what I was talking about that's how much you cared yes yes correct. what were you saying Taisa makes Van a mask so that she has something to cover her scars and you know she's just been feeling like shit and really self-conscious about her face and everything else and it's really lovely these two I think have uh, just an episode that's very powerful for viewers who are like me and queer and have been waiting a long time to see like very meaningful relationships between queer folks. So I'm just, I just like it. I just think it's really lovely and nice. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted you, Kristen. <laughs> That's okay. It's what happens when you make the show notes, you know, I stand yep. vindicated. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Travis is teaching Javi how to tie his tie. That also kills me. It's very yeah, sweet. That's very cute. Also kills Natalie, who's watching and is falling in love uh, with Travis. Um, Misty makes a little boutonniere. And she brings it to Coach Ben and asks her and asks him to be her date. And she says, I know I'm not pretty. Where have we heard this before? Hmm. I know. And when I first when I first watched this, when I when we watched this with the group, I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what she said to what's his bucket on her date. So I was watching Mm -hmm. it really closely this time. And I was like, wait, but I think she actually like I think this is the source of it rather than Misty just being fucking Misty from the jump. Like, I think she might mean it here. And like, Uh. you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I have to do more thinking about it. But if you watch her say it, it's like, I think she might mean it, but it works. And I think in the mind of Misty Quigley, like, then she, like, puts that in a little drawer somewhere that's like, oh, I told this cute boy I like that, like, I know I'm not pretty. And that's uh-huh. what made him uh-huh. say yes. Say yeah. Say yes, uh-huh. we can go together, but only as friends. And Misty's like, good enough. <laughs> I can wear little that. overalls and sweater. Somebody in the chat said she looked like a little Cabbage Patch doll, and I hard agree. 
Somebody on Reddit said that she looks like a female Chucky doll. <laughs> also, which I think is closer. Also true. Um, whatever she looks like, she is sincerely beside herself so happy that Ben has said yes. And, um, you know, I mean, as much as we know, Misty, it's hard to not be happy that she's happy for a minute. I did have a moment of feeling happy that Misty was happy. Okay. Yeah. What could go wrong here? Nothing. I can't think of a thing. (laughs) Um, special shout out to Shauna's little like head piece, her little flower crown that she's made. Mm. It is gorgeous. And maybe she, I don't know who made it, but it looks amazing. I think it wins the award for the best use of forest, uh, leaves and branches. Wow. If there are superlatives at this doom coming, I'm giving Uh Shauna best use of bark and leaf. (laughs) Yes. Very, very nice. A lot of needle drops in this episode, Jenny. Oh, yeah. Well, we've got this one. What is it? Well, we've got a little collective soul, the world I know montage. I'm starting to feel, I don't think you're going to like this, but I feel like as the show progresses, Mm -hmm. the song placements are starting to feel less and less tonally connected to what's actually going on and more just like, Here's a song that we really like from this time period mm-hmm. that like is in this sort of like ballpark, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe the mid 90s were also a time of less. It's not like I think people weren't like, um, for example, writing for sync specifically as much. The The radio was like largely dominated by, I think, music that like when we a lot of music that went in at least in the top 40 realm that when we analyze it today it feels more sort of like randomized and um less kind of formulaic or less like uh, like it's uh held to less strict criteria in terms of like yeah topic and tone and lyric like lyrically specifically right it's like that Mm -hmm. it feels like you could really not that you can't be poetic in your lyrics now but like if you want to make money in like a top 40 kind of sense it seems like you have to simplify your message (laughs) to 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 up your odds in some cases or you can be kate bush and like get your song on stranger things and have a resurgence all over again still talking about Sure, you could be one of the, you know, most important musical artists of the last 40 years and then have one of your biggest hits become a big hit again. Sure. Light, lightning could strike that tree stump well, twice. Well, but I I but I ha- I I really did Kristen's mean that. Kristen's guide for aspiring musicians. No, no, but I I mean no, no. that specifically cuz it's like that song would have not I don't think that song would have been written for Stranger Things. Right. And I and like and like because it existed already, like the people who love it now don't know that it's the the, the this like big deal song. But it's like, hey, look, guys, right, somebody right. wrote a song before they gave a fuck about like writing for your show, and you used it in your show, and now everybody loves it, even though it's like wild and Kate Bush, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's like a fucking masterpiece, yeah. so it makes a lot of sense that people would love it. But that's an example of a show that utilizes a lot of period specific music mm-hmm. 
And maybe I'm biased, but I just feel like a uh, Kate Bush song is appropriate for any scene, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, they basically, I mean, I haven't actually finished the season, but it feels like they used it as their like secondary theme song. <laughs> mm. So like not even just placed once. But yeah, I agree. I think um, I th- the collective soul specifically to me is like, you know, I had, of course, the feelings of like, oh, my God, this song. And it tonally yeah. it feels like it's nice with the montage. But yeah, like <laughs> textually, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It also I feel like the song is kind of like the proto Iris it's like this song walked so Iris by Goo Goo Dolls could run. How does Iris by Goo Goo Dolls go? And I don't want the world to see me. <laughs> right. I don't think that they don't understand. understand. Johnny Resnick doesn't rowl. I'm sorry. That was an inappropriate Johnny Resnick imitation. <laughs> I just want you to know who I... Okay. So to know who he is. During this collective soul song, Misty, we find out that there's a medicinal or there's like a trapper keeper uh apothecary situation. <laughs> yes. Woods. Um Dr. Misty's good time trapper keeper. <laughs> oh, and she's got a little pocket full of shrooms. Yep. Yep. I wonder what she's going to do with all those mushrooms. That's a lot. It feels like a lot of mu- I don't really have a comprehensive understanding of like appropriate mushroom dosing, but that just seems like a lot. I don't know. That's definitely like- a lot for one guy. Yes, it's way too much for one guy. For her initial plan to to get Ben high, it is far too many mushrooms. It does seem like the exact appropriate amount to get everyone a little trippy. A little trippy. Please put that in your Heinz diary for later. We'll mm. be referencing what it is like to trip on mushrooms and what happens to these girls. Mm-hmm. But Based uh, on what we've read about tripping on mushrooms. Yes, of course. Only what we've read. But I think that this is a reason. When I remember the little Ziploc baggies full of mushroom stems, it was like a half <laughs> or a third of the amount we see here on screen. It doesn't seem like mm-hmm. an abundance. Okay. Anyway... Jackie's curling her hair with, like, pieces of cloth. Didn't even know that's what was going on, but it makes a lot of sense now that you say. Curling her hair. And um, I didn't notice this till this viewing. Lottie is looking at Laura Lee's dress, which has Laura Lee's name on the tag. Oh, no. What a perfectly Christian camp thing to do. (laughs) Yes. Laura Lee. Oh, no. R.I.P. Laura Lee. Laura Lee would not have been down with what goes on <gasps> in this episode. That's why she had to explode last week. Oh, my God. She would have been so upset. This is totally beyond unethical what happens. We'll get there. Other uh, party preparations going on. Uh, Shauna discovering she cannot zip her dress <laughs> because she is pregante. Pregnant. <laughs> Uh, Misty gets a little makeover from Jackie. Jackie has, is this, I'm a boy, is this a caboodle? Oh, yeah. I have in all caps in my notes, this caboodle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. I I was pretty sure, but I'm happy to have confirmation. 
to our for our younger listeners, although maybe if you're a younger listener, the caboodle has come back around again. So we just all know what a caboodle is. But it was it was an invention of the 90s, really, um, where it was like a toolbox, but for ladies. Uh, yes. <laughs> the tools of beauty is what it would contain. Oh, I was so I wanted a caboodle. I eventually did get a caboodle. And when I tell you it was like one of the best days of my whole life when I could. And I, I mean, I'm still this person like I, I, I could not have been happier than like organizing all of my little fucking shit things in this little compartments in this fucking caboodle. <laughs> oh my God, just beside myself with joy. <laughs> wow, you sound like me with my little workbench yeah. in the basement uh, laying out all my little screwdrivers <laughs> and my little wrenches. Truly, I mean, I think, <laughs> like, let us know if this this resonates with you, but like, I think... I mean, I think, Jenny, you and I have some some really overlapping satisfaction points, you know, like we love to organize and, you know, have things in order and what have you. And I feel like if you were if you were like this, then your childhood probably, regardless of if you had like a toolbox or a caboodle or what the fuck you had, probably echoes this. Like, I didn't really play with my Barbies. I kind of just like change their clothes and reorganize their house. You know what I mean? Like that was my primary form of play. (laughs) was simply organizing. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) This makeover, I would say, you know, Kristen, have you seen this meme format going around lately that has to do with Ali Sheedy's makeover (laughs) in The Breakfast Club? No. Okay, well, basically, the premise is she starts out really hot, and then she gets a, quote, glow up, and then you're like, <laughs> Yeah, I can picture it. Why is it. she wearing pink? <laughs> I feel weird. Uh, I feel like Misty's makeover is similar. It's sort of like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, but she's happy. I mean, but but also to nobody, to nobody's belief, so is Ali Sheedy in The Breakfast Club. No one believes right. that Ali right. Sheedy's character. Oh, yes, was, finally. Finally, I'm a woman. <laughs> uh, Misty is asking Jackie for a little, like, Ben advice. She's like, I think he's afraid because of its society and its rules. And we're like, we think he's afraid because you poisoned him and tripped him on purpose. And even though no one knows, you also literally destroyed the black box in the woods. So, oh, my God. Um, yeah, but. Sweet Jackie, this is, I love Jackie not giving a fuck. I love it so much. I will love it for the rest of this podcast episode taping because, oh, she's good. The shit that comes out of Jackie's mouth this episode makes me so happy in so many ways. Um, But this is a really nice one. She said, like, you know, Misty's asking for dating advice and... (laughs) Uh, Jackie's like, you deserve someone who wants to be with you. Look, you're beautiful. That's so nice. That's like the nicest anyone's ever been to Misty. Uh, She also says that her mom says when a girl sets her mind to it, there's nothing she can't get from a man. Yikes. Jackie's mom. Okay. Also, the one-two punch of then Misty's mom being like, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I'm like, oh my God, Misty literally combines both of those things. She's like, through his stomach, I will put mushrooms and then I will get exactly what I want. (laughs) Fuck. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So, Lottie lights a candle. Let the doom coming begin. 
they've hung up a piece of the plane's body for Javi to strike like a gong. I, literally, my note is, but also a gong? <laughs> the thing is... The thing is that everyone starts coming through this, like, arch that they've made, which seems to be... It's, like, streamered, and it's like, is that toilet paper? Because, A... How do you guys still have toilet paper? And B, if you did still have toilet paper, wouldn't that be like a little bit more of a precious commodity? Yeah, same note. I was like, what else could this be? Because certainly they would not use. As folks who have lived through the pandemic onslaught of 2020, we are aware of how high a value toilet paper carries. <laughs> would we have? Oh, but also, Jenny, counterpoint, man. they think they're about to fucking die. So they're like, fuck it. But still... Still, but really still, see question A, how do they still have, have? how did they have enough toilet paper on that plane for like 20 people for what do we think we're at, like six weeks? Maybe it's Skeleton Buddy's stores of toilet paper. I mean, he was a, you know, he, that's true. That's actually a great point, but I'm kind of picturing Skeleton Buddy as more of a leaf. Like, yeah, yeah. uh, The woods is my bathroom. A skeleton man of the forest. Yes. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. Man of the forest. Yes. It's like, (laughs) mmm, moss. (laughs) I guess actually moss is is a popular found toilet paper situation. It's like Charmin soft. If you've if you're go if you get lost in the woods, please don't do use it just because I said it. Because God forbid there is like a rash-inducing moss somewhere that I would then be responsible for you uh, applying in your bathing suit area. (laughs) The career turn you never thought you would take, somebody emailing you like, this fucking rash on my ass is because of Jenny Owen Young's. Like, how would you have ever imagined you could get there? (laughs) Also, also, um, they have all these, like, torches that are just burning as the I mean, again, maybe Skeleton Buddy had, what do you need, kerosene or something? You, like, soak a rag in kerosene and then it, like, burns for a while while it's, like, wrapped around a post. But how did they do it in Lost? They always had burning torches. How did they do it in olden times when there was no gasoline? Well, burning torches seem like they go way back. (laughs) No, I know, but I feel like... They go way back in places where there are materials specifically for making burning torches. <laughs> Man, this is episode nine. Questions, questions, questions. Illusions, Kristen. <laughs> I have to suspend my disbelief so that I can enjoy okay. the show. All right. Um, uh, okay, so here we are. Fucking doom coming. I mean, Lottie... Yeah. I feel like they just get to the party and Lottie's like, can we have a moment of silence for Laura Lee? And I'm like, I'm all about a moment of silence for Laura Lee, but we just got here. Could we have a minute before we have to remember our friend exploding? Or could we have had the moment of silence before you banged the gong? Before (laughs) people started like voguing through the toilet paper arch. Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, I know... What I do in most social situations where there's alcohol, start singing Kiss from a Rose. It is a surefire way to get the party started. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you agree, Kristen? I would. As a matter of fact, I think for all of our doubts about collective soul, this is a absolutely perfect 
music placement for this scene. This is truly authentic. Authentic. Lottie starts singing ya 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 Then everyone starts joining in the sing-along, which is so powerful that it actually summons, mm-hmm. it conjures the recording mm-hmm. of a famed <laughs> recording artist, probably Grammy-winning recording artist, and sure. former spouse of Heidi Klum, Seal! <laughs> the husband of Heidi Klum, <laughs> Seal! <laughs> well, I mean, Kiss from a Rose is an incredible song and an amazing recording, and it, it it lasts and lasts, and I think it will keep lasting. But also, he is the former husband of Heidi Klum. Yes. the um, This is actually true magic. If you start singing Kiss from a Rose in the woods with more than three other people, it will summon the vocals and instrumentation of the original song. It is a proven yes. scientific It's fact. like Bloody Mary, except it's seal. It's for fun, not horror. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the thing is, everyone, you know when you go to a dance, you're looking for two things, punch and stew, stew and punch. Everyone Jenny. is slurping down the rotten berry wine and the shroom stew. And in short order, Kristen, people are high as fuck. So high. The gift that we are given of Misty eating stew while psychotically watching Ben eat his stew is one of my favorite clips from the episode. Because it's one thing to like creepily watch Ben eat the stew you know has mushrooms in it, but to do it effectively while also spooning same stew into your mouth, that's That's good shit. Um, Yeah, everyone's getting together. I would actually counterpoint, Jenny. I think there are three things you look for at a dance, which is, um, punch, stew, and sex. So, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you the know, three S's. The right, <laughs> the first two lead to the third, as we all know. Eating stew and drinking punch <laughs> leads to having sex. Two of the horniest activities, <laughs> like stew and punch, are the ultimate ash for aphrodisiacs, especially in combination with one another. No one needs champagne and oysters around here. No, 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 no. Uh, Jackie has, uh, Jackie snags Travis. So we haven't like talked about this plan. I don't know if we want to pop over to the before this happens. uh, Yes. The thing is that Jackie doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore. And she has decided to fuck Travis. That is number one on her to do. ah, Sorry. Number one on her to do list is to not give any fucks. Mm -hmm. And then number two on her to do list is Travis. I actually, I had written down, uh, Jackie has ran out of all of her fucks to give except for the one she has left for Travis. <laughs> to give Travis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is great. I am telling you, as somebody who has had a handful of periods in my life where I have not given any fucks, some of the best shit in my life has come out of those times. This is good wow. energy. Live your life, people. You know what I mean? I remember while I were I had a job that paid me a lot of money and I was like, I hate this fucking job. And I ran out of fucks to give. And I walked into my boss's office and I was like, I cannot give a fuck. And he was like, what can I do for you to make this better? What? Say, what? <laughs> Sometimes not giving a fuck has positive results. Wow. <laughs> anyway. 
Jackie's got her little mitts on Travis. They're dancing to the uh, gods singing Kiss from a Rose. Van and Ty still being cute. They arrive and they kiss immediately. They've been, uh, you know, Van has wanted to be public about their relationship. Thaisa has not been ready. Uh, Thaisa is fucking ready. She cut off all her fucking hair, made masks, and they fucking make out right there at prom. I mean, do and then everyone applauds, which I can confirm is definitely the kind of reception you could count on when kissing a girl in public in 1996. Everyone was just like, "Yay! This rocks! Hooray!" I actually buy this. Gay expert Kristen Russo buys it, and here's why. I buy it. Now, this is a sports team, so I normally would not buy it for a sports team because I made out with somebody who was part of a sports team in the 90s, and she was having a great time until the sports team found out, and then we never kissed again. So that's the reality of what would probably happen. But here's why I buy it, Jenny. They're all about to die. And when you're yeah. about to die, you love, Things seeing, matter less. you love seeing this. You lo- It's happy time for everybody. Nobody fucking yeah. cares who's gay. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, good for them. Good for them. Later, when the kissing escalates... <laughs> to Bone Town, USA, population mm-hmm. Van and Ty. Uh, Ty really wants to look upon Van's face mm-hmm. and takes Van's little mask off. And Kristen, you're not going to believe this. There must be a fucking plastic surgeon somewhere in these woods because Van basically just looks like she drew some squ- some squiggly scars with a red marker on her face. She's doing she's healing up so incredibly well. Shh. She is. And Jenny, we've talked about this before and always from the vantage point of like, come on, guys, like there's no way that these scars would have healed up so quickly. But I was thinking about it. And like, what if the island doesn't want Van to die? Like, what if it's the island and not like poor decision making for like, what if what if she's going to check in and make sure you remember they're not actually on an island? Oh, I remember. But by the end of this podcast, I hope everyone else has forgotten. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But like, what if Ben lived to tell the tale of losing his leg to an axe from Misty without any antibiotics? And what if Van has like super healing. Like what if there's something more here? Because otherwise I agree. Otherwise this is not realistic in any way, shape or form. I mean, even if Van had healed, even if it healed this much, which it wouldn't have, it would not have healed this well. (laughs) This well and this quickly. Wow. Right. So I'm just like, I'm putting, I'm I'm open to the supernatural possibilities. Just writing it in my Heinz diary is all I'm saying. Also, yeah. like, the fact that Shauna is still pregnant. Another, like, ha- how, 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 how. So, well, I'm writing it all down. Season two, I'm ready for you. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. She's definitely not, as we've discussed, getting enough calories. <sighs> this okay. is a power, I'm sorry, but I have to be the one to, like, underline these powerful scenes between Van and Taisa. They've kissed, they've come out, they're now literally fucking, and it's not stupid, and it's not, 
it's it's nothing bad. There's nothing bad about these two having sex, which I know that's a low bar, but kids, that's where we live, and I'm happy, and I'm going to just say it, okay? Okay. Uh, uh, I'm happy that you're happy. It's great. We're all having a great time. This is great for them. How nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else happens while uh, everyone's high as hell? Okay. <sighs> When Jackie starts slow dancing with Travis, doing her little Jackie business, uh, Natalie is like, oh, my God, Coach Ben, do you want to go drink real alcohol with me? Uh, Let's go do that. So they go lay in the woods together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And interestingly, when he offers her the bottle, which she happened to find under the porch a few weeks ago, nice move, man. Mm -hmm. uh, She's like, weirdly, I haven't wanted it. I haven't wanted alcohol. What if the woods is healing her alcoholism? Oh, my God. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I see what you're saying, but I really don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> no, I. but I do think they are clearly telling us that Nat has her focus somewhere else, and that is what is consuming her, and she's not yeah. interested in getting shit-faced right now. Um, yeah. Yep. Hey, just, like, there's something about finding whiskey under the porch, and there's something about the whiskey at Travis. I don't know. I'm just just saying, like, there's just a, why, a bottle of whiskey underneath the porch? Really? It's a skeleton buddy? That's Who not is- where I keep my whiskey. I can tell you that much. <laughs> same. Same. Hard same. Um, this is Maybe a huge... Skeleton Buddy was was hiding the whiskey from Triangle Buddy. <laughs> oh, fucking Triangle Buddy. If you've ever had a Triangle Buddy, you know, they are always drinking all the whiskey. <laughs> They've got a thirsty tooth. <laughs> um, Nat and Ben are so cute as a little duo. I love their friendship. Um, and Ben, you know, we didn't mention this, but it'll, it'll grow for Ben as well. Ben, who we know is another uh, queer character on the show, has a moment with Van and Ty before Nat and Ben go off into the woods where he's like, hey, that was really fucking cool. And then he leaves because he's not ready yet. He's got to go lay in the woods with his friends. He's like, friends. I really admired that for purely heterosexual reasons. <laughs> yeah. I am not looking at your boobs. And if you want to glean anything from that, you can let me know. Yeah, then that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> so Nat and Coach have a little boyfriend chat. Re Coach and Misty and Nat and Travis. But then, uh-oh, nobody can have a serious conversation because the shrooms kick in. <laughs> and Coach is like, I think Misty poisoned me again. And Nat says, I think she poisoned all of us. Nat is dun, stoked. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Nat's like, oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> immediately (laughs) clocks this feeling as mushrooms clear to me that natalie has never had a panic attack because if this happened to me my first thought would be i'm dying um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so good on you nat Mm. one other important thing that we missed that happens between van and thaisa is that van tells thaisa she looks like a really hot tree um, don't worry, I'm going back to everyone being super fucking high. I would have never missed the really hot tree line. <laughs> um, yeah, because I start this um, in the woods segment with my caption of terrifying berry faces. Everyone <laughs> has <laughs> berries. They've been schlop schlopping. Oh my God. So I this is going to be a long episode because apparently I'm full of stories today. But one time me and my ex-girlfriend, <laughs> Jen, not to be confused with my ex-wife, Jenny, went to San Diego and... I I had recently been, you know, struggling with some anxiety, a little bit of panic attack stuff. Fine. We went out to dinner. 
we were staying at a hotel and um, we had to drink a bunch of red wine, a lot of red wine. And we went back to the hotel room and there was a message on the hotel like landline. And when we checked it, it was just like somebody breathing heavily into the phone. And I like <laughs> it like sent me into like a panic spiral. And I just felt like out of my body and dissociated. And I was like, what is happening? What is happening? And I looked at Jen and she smiled and her teeth were red. And I was oh, like, no. she's brought me to San Diego to murder me sure yeah <laughs> this is what this vibe is giving me in the woods is jen uh and red teeth they're very scary misty scariest amongst them just berry faced and high as fuck and it doesn't yeah. get any better jenny because then like something i don't even know i i, I something's going on they, they've, not, they've not established that there's anything supernatural in the woods. But let me tell you something. If one writer in the writer's room has eaten one mushroom anytime, I'm telling you that this is this is supernatural because this shit is not what <laughs> mushrooms feels like, looks like nothing. No way. No how. Uh-uh. There's a lot of feeling it going around, Kristen. <laughs> like, do you feel that? energy van coming up from the ground then shauna's baby moves probably because it's high <laughs> and hungry and so hungry thaisa is then listening to shauna's belly also let me tell you something about mushrooms i just cannot imagine that being pregnant i mean clearly don't do mushrooms don't do hallucinogenics if you're pregnant for for obvious exactly. reasons but like just the bodily experience of being pregnant combined with the bodily experience of being on mushrooms seems like the worst combination of realities that anyone could ever craft. So seems bad. Um, Lottie says, no, something isn't happening. Thaisa, something is coming. We won't be hungry much longer. I'm concerned about how close everyone is to Shauna's baby fetus when they're talking about not being hungry, but okay, whatever. What a normal thing to say. Would absolutely no cause for any alarm of any sort. No, really. yeah, no. We won't be hungry, but it's a, it's a positive message, Jenny. We won't be hungry much longer. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> uh, optimism. You love to see it in the woods. Oh my god. Um... Okay, where to go next? There's a couple of... Co I wanted to... I don't know if, if you wanted to, but I wanted to give a moment to Ben's... Because Ben's going to come out in the woods, so I know we're going to talk about that. before, Right before yes. we get to the fucking... Jen, in Jenny's notes... <laughs> in Jenny's notes, there's a segment called Yikesville. So before we get to Yikesville... Yeah. We have, what, maybe one last picture to paint? Yeah, I mean, I think that... Uh, right. I think that it's nice that Coach Ben gets to his coming out moment via because this is now this is mushrooms. Like if you want to know what mushrooms are like, this is mushrooms. It's not stupid. It's true. It's love. Holy shit. It's everything. It's the whole reason we're here. Go find Travis and tell him it will save us all. Go. I this feel is like mushrooms. I feel like this was mushrooms until it will save us all. That is where it goes. One, it's just one too far. It's like, you know how that fashion lady is like, get dressed and then take off the last accessory you put on. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like writers. 
Delete that last phrase, I don't know. Please. Maybe they've just had more uh, mushroom trips like Kristen Russo than they have had like Jenny mm. Owen Young's because I mm. definitely was very, very big and grandiose about my statements while on mushrooms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Unlike well, me in regular life. Sure. Yeah. No, you're always very level, grounded. almost monotone. Yeah. Yeah. So... At this, Natalie heads off into the woods looking for Travis to confess her true feelings. And then immediately, Misty rolls up, destroying the vibe. She's been listening from uh, a place of concealment within the underbrush. And she's like, I heard what you said about us. (laughs) was clearly what she's thinking. Uh, And she throws herself on top of him. And he's like, And manages to push her off. And he's like, I don't love you. I love Paul, my boyfriend. I'm gay, 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 gay. Gay. Did you hear that, mom, dad, God, all my furry forest friends? I'm gay. This is, they must have had a gay in the writer's room because... This is this is the coming out process. First, you come out to Misty. <laughs> then you come out to your mom. Then you come out to your dad. Then mm-hmm. you come out to God. And then you come out to your for, your furry forest friends. Yes. This is, I, I mean, you know, I, I wrote the book on it, Jenny. And this is exactly the order of events. Yes. <laughs> I remember this chapter. Um, Kristen, today, I have a new neighbor across the street. And I was stepping out of my house to go walk to the post office. There's a little trail through the woods by my house that goes over to the post office that I love to trot down. Mm-hmm. And there's a little pond back there. And as I was coming out with a package under my arm of my front door, uh, my neighbor was like, oh, hey, do you know turtles? And I was like, what? <laughs> I thought no one would ever ask. But yes, I have been training my whole life for this moment. <laughs> And she was like, do you know what kind of turtle this is? And I was like, well, I'm going to go get my field guide just to be sure. Oh, but I think it's a painted God. turtle. So hang on. And then I got my field guide and confirmed that it was indeed a painted turtle. Uh, and she was like, I don't know where it's trying to get to. Like, there's nowhere for it to go here. There's no, like, water, you know, on her property mm-hmm. lot. Uh or even in the direction like beyond she was so i was like i think it might have come from this pond over there so i got a little box and i took my little turtle friend back over to the pond oh my god and put him down and then he scooted away so fast into the wilderness why did i start telling because, you this because because as he scooted away oh. you whispered i'm gay <laughs> exactly exactly now he isn't furry Uh but he definitely is my amphibious forest friend wow what and i came out to him of course i can't even believe you're here right now i can't believe you didn't throw up whole party that's like the best jenny owen young's day of any jenny owen young's day that could ever have been dayed i mean that's like a a miracle wow also also when i came in the house to get my field guide jess was like Far be it from me to prevent you from checking your field guide, but you should just take that turtle to the pond. And I was like, please step back, ma'am. You're standing between me and my field guide. Wow, Jenny. Um, 
So huge, yeah, huge day for me. Huge yeah. day. Oh my, now I really regret not letting Frank see the turtle. Uh, don't worry, there'll be this more is turtles. My one misstep. I saved a turtle here in Kingston, New York. Was it on the side of the road about to make a treacherous crossing? I feel like my entire childhood was almost exclusively made up with moments of my mom pulling over to the side of the road to pick up a turtle and move it to the other side. <laughs> I literally Do you I was, know what kind of turtle you saved? No, Did you because check your, Jenny, you weren't there and I don't have a field guide to turtles. <laughs> I actually I do have an amphibious I have like four field guides. There's like fish, amphibians, birds, and something else. So I guess I could have looked it up. But I I was in the car, so I didn't Oh wait, I'm sorry. Turtles are reptiles, aren't they? Wait, I don't know. I just said what you said. You're the expert. No, I know. I'm so... Hang on a second. (laughs) I actually do think that I have a field guide to reptiles. That sounds familiar. Ugh, they're reptiles. What? I can't believe... Kristen, can you go back and edit it so that... (laughs) (laughs) My reptilian forest friend, I can't believe... It's okay. The people want... You know what people love more than a genius is is a human. It's somebody who fucks up all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, look, as I've said many times, since I became a podcaster, <laughs> uh, I've really seen behind the curtain and the days of yesteryear where I would be having a conversation with my podcast app, like, no, you're you're you've mentioned the wrong Targaryen or whatever. Uh it's just a lot easier to listen to a podcast than to talk on one. That's all. Okay, if we ever do a Game of Thrones podcast, which we won't, it's ca- it's going to be called You've Mentioned the Wrong Targaryen. <laughs> a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you watch the new, the I new did. Targaryen I show? did. I did watch it, Jenny. I did. Oh, my God. I did watch it. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have it in I me. also don't know. I, yeah, it was a lot My review me. was like... Do I really want to put myself through this again? Because I don't care about these people yet. And there's still time for me to just off board. That is like literally my entire review. I was like, and I also felt like all of the like jarring elements of Game of Thrones were all contained in the one episode. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of things happening all at one time. Um, Yeah. Miraculously, I don't remember anyone being raped. Yeah, no, there was a lot of butts. The, no rape. There was a lot of many butts, butts. And there was a rapist. So there, there was, was a rape. <laughs> off-screen rape implied. Right. And then, and then, and then a lot of um, a lot of blood. A lot of uh, slicing off of of body parts. Yeah. Okay, anyway, a lot of that's... yeah. It was a lot. It was a pretty. It was a pretty dramatic uh, uh, re-entry. But Jenny, uh, nobody. I mean, I think I have an underrated tweet personally, but I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to share it here so that maybe I will get it to the fame it deserves. But my favorite okay, part, okay. and then we'll go back to the show you came here for, but my favorite part about the premiere episode of House of Dragons, uh, mm-hmm. did what, many? Yeah. Uh, is that <laughs> the Targaryens in their little council, my tweet was like Targaryen office setup, and it was one candle and then one of those giant logiball mouses, you know, the like... <laughs> I was like, this is a good tweet. Yeah, what are those fucking things? Right? I was like... <laughs> so the people have a right to know, Kristen. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, look, that was a digression, but we can easily backtrack from Targaryens to dragons to reptiles, which turtles are definitely one of, to furry forest friends, and now we're back at the show. 
Yes. Uh, the last thing I want to say about Ben screaming to the forest is that uh, a movie I think I mentioned, I don't know, on a podcast I recently taped, who knows where or when, but uh, is Drop Dead Gorgeous, one of my favorite humans, Brittany Murphy, uh, and definitely one of my favorite moments in Drop Dead Gorgeous is when Brittany Murphy's character tells her father that her brother is gay, and she's like coming out of the theater, and she's like, he's gay, dad! Gay! She screams it so loud, <laughs> and I was like, this is like almost there. It almost reached, uh, it almost reached the appropriate uh, levels uh, to, to meet my favorite gay screaming that, that Brittany Murphy does. <laughs> Oh, 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 there's actually one more. There's one more local stop on oh. the Doomcoming Express before we get to Yikesville. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, Jackie and Travis. Oh, yeah. I mean, are... they're kind of the they are the funnel that gets gets us to uh, yes. Yikesville. So, yes, yes, of course. They are in Skeleton Buddy's Attic. And that's where they're going to lose their virginity to one another. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, Jenny, no. It's where they're going to make a pillow fort, clearly. Right. Sorry. They're going to make a pillow fort. They're going to, Kristen, they're going to make love. Get out of here. You're fired. That's it. You know, there's one rule on this <laughs> podcast. The only people allowed to say make love are boys to men. No one else. I just want to say, look, I've never had heterosexual sex wow for the first time <laughs> but from everything i've heard seen and read uh -huh. i don't think this is what it looks that like it doesn't seem your to, thoughts based on my field research uh it does not seem to be accurate but what if the thing that would make heterosexual sex better is being near death what if that is or what if the woods makes sex better supernaturally? Yes. Yes. It heals your face. It heals your life. And it makes first time sex a blast. I mean, just that Jackie, I think the most, the, the thing that I struggle with the most is how much pleasure Jackie is not only taking from this experience, but also how aware of her body she is and what she needs to get to a pleasurable place. Because I just don't think you know many she wasn't of... doing that research with Jeff. Uh, she sure she yeah exactly she was not. We saw it. It was very upsetting. I actually don't want to think about that scene ever again. Yeah, let's let's never go back there. But like you know, most of us in the fucking nineties did not have a huge awareness of our bodies in high school or what would feel good uh, until we like banged into a few fucking walls. It was not clear. So that's the part that I struggle with because even if they've given no fucks and that's why they're having a blast, it just seems like wow, these are two people who've never had sex before. Interesting. <laughs> As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yes. And Jackie's review is, so that was sex. And then Travis's review is, I'm high as fuck. Travis? Okay. Hold on. Before we go there, I just want to give a shout to my my favorite Jackie monologue, maybe? You are so... Travis says that he's in love with Nat. Important. Mm-hmm. Jackie says you are so sweet and naive and dumb. I used to be dumb too. I used to think my first time having sex would matter. Shauna was fucking Jeff. My best friend was having sex with my boyfriend behind my back, but Shauna was right. Friendship doesn't matter. Love doesn't matter. They're just things we use to pretend we won't end up like dead cabin guy. That's all we are the whole time. We're just shells. With nothing inside, I'm not asking again. The choice is yours. Travis is like, yeah, baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing gets a teen boy quite so hard as a healthy dollop of nihilism. Oh, my God. Um, But yes, sorry. Now, they've had sex. Jackie says it was nice. And Travis's eyes... Fuck. She doesn't even. Did she say it's nice? I think she says it's nice because oh, I was like, that was "Ouch!" Nice. 
seemed more than okay, nice. Okay. It seemed like Jackie had a blast. Um. Yeah. So different people get high at different speeds. Mm-hmm. And Travis has done absolutely nothing to indicate in any way that he is experiencing the effect of drugs at all uh, until right now. I'm I'm noting this yeah. because there was some chat when we did the live watch about like uh, Travis being under the influence, uh, Travis's consent. And I feel like that kind of like questions around that kind of like also fit into what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But as far as we see, I think Travis is in control of his faculties and going about business as he chooses to do so. Yeah. I Until mean, all of a sudden he's like, did we disappear? Yeah. But also, also like, cause it's really funny when you think about like, oh, the mushrooms just hit like after he was having sex or whatever, but also the lines he's given are, they seem really specific. And it's like, I'm just hoping that these lines are carrying two burdens. And one is what we get, which is, ha ha ha, he's so fucking high. He's asking questions like, but where are we? Am I even here? We're not here though, are we? We disappeared though, right? But that they're also carrying another thing that like, what if, what if he isn't high? Like, what if he isn't fucking high? That's my, I'm writing it in my Heinz diary, okay? That's all I'm saying. What if he never was high? He was definitely wasn't, did not seem like he was high before. But I'm just saying, what if he wasn't fucking high, Jenny? Okay? Uh, I guess it's okay if that's what you're saying. Well, I just, he just doesn't seem, it just, I'm just saying, okay? Just let me say. You you think with, with everything you've seen in this episode, you think, Travis is not high moving forward. It feels like he's fucked up, but I just, I'm not sure that at the, okay, so here's my, here's what I'm saying. I'll say it as clear as I can. I think that the, clearly there's people on mushrooms in the woods. They've all eaten the stew. Everybody's feeling fucked up. Even little Javi is shrooming, right? Mm -hmm. Then something happens when the girls leave the woods after they feel like there's something happening that to me is no longer, oh, these girls are just shrooming so hard. They're just tripping so hard. It feels like there is a definitive shift there um, in terms of like energy. And like, that's not mushrooms doing that. So I'm just saying, what if that shift has also impacted Travis, because Travis, at the moment that those girls are howling in the fucking woods, ready to run back and say that, like, Travis doesn't belong to Jackie, he belongs to somebody else, is also the moment that Travis is saying, we disappear, though, right? But where are we? Am I here? We're not here, though, are we? It just feels like maybe it's also something else, is all I'm saying. I don't know that. Uh, uh, Like the woods? Yeah, like Triangle Buddy. Triangle Buddy is affecting uh, the howling mob headed for the house and also Travis, but not Jackie, the person who also coincidentally didn't have the mushroom stew. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's just, it's a theory. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Yes. Okay. (laughs) 
But yes, I agree with you. I don't, I I mean, again, everyone can have their own takes on consent, but I agree with you, Jenny. I think there's a, there's a big consent issue that's about to fucking, (laughs) that we're about to happen upon, but I did not get that from the scene up in the attic. Right. Uh, so in Storm, the aforementioned pack of women who've been howling and cacawing through the woods. Because Lottie said that Travis doesn't belong to Jackie. So they're on their way to set things right. And Thaisa says to Jackie when they enter, why would you do this to Natalie? I would like to posit that this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, A, that it's only being said to Jackie. If that's like, if you really feel like, Now, not that it's really any of your business, but if you really feel like Natalie and Travis are supposed to be together or whatever, that takes two people to fuck. And also, Uh, it would be way more on Travis than it would be on Jackie. Right, because from whoever's perspective, Thaisa's or or, uh, Trattley shippers, uh, Travis is the person who has a connection to Natalie, not Jackie. And also Jackie gives him absolutely every opportunity Mm -hmm. to make his own choices. There is no, uh, I mean, yeah. And and I don't think, I mean, I think that it is entirely fine that these two people had sex with each other. Hard stop. But but this is also very, I mean, if you want to take the uh, everyone being excited about gay people in the 90s as as un, possibly un, inaccurate, then this is accurate. This is some 90s yeah. internalized this misogyny shit. This is exactly what we were fucking doing in the 90s. Um, yeah, and definitely nobody's doing it anymore. Whew, no, no, it's over those, now. Those dark ages. Uh, yeah, it's done now. <laughs> uh, they, like, pull the side of her dress over. Yeah, they're like, look, they've fucked. You can tell because of this blood on her dress. Like, yikes, guys. But they're all... This is... I'm excited. They're a howling mass. I'm excited for season two to hopefully fucking help us see whatever the fuck we are missing here because it it just feels like this is something that is we don't have the tools to understand yet. Is how this scene feels to me. Shauna, it's Shauna, Akila, Mari, and Lottie. Right? They are. They have. When does she get locked? They lock Jackie in the closet at some point very early on. Hmm. Okay, well, what happens is they look at the bloodstain on her dress. Lottie kisses Travis and then Shauna kisses Travis and then Lottie says, you took something that doesn't belong to you. And then Lottie interestingly says, this doesn't have anything to do with Natalie. Right. And then says Jackie doesn't matter anymore and then locks Jackie up. Right. Because they we've been thinking everyone's mad because of Natalie, but actually Lottie has not given a fuck about Natalie the whole time. Travis doesn't belong to Jackie because he belongs to Triangle Bunny? Skeleton Bunny? <laughs> <To> skeleton Bunny? <laughs> to the uh, benevolent spirit of the wood? Who knows? Um, but they ta- they like sort of push Travis up on something. I don't even know exactly what he a chair maybe. Um, yeah, I think so. 
And Sh- Shauna and Akila and Mari and Lottie are like on him. Like, <laughs> what are those? You know how Giles gets in with those three witches? Oh. What are they? Succubi or something? Succubi, yes. They, the, 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 these girls are like have suddenly transformed into. They're moving like succubi. They're behaving like succubi. Um, they're shot with these like fisheye lenses that makes like Shauna's eyes look really big. It's really focused on like the the red berries like on their lips and their mouths and their faces. It's very very. It turns a corner from like creepy to like horror. It is very rapey. Um, Travis is saying, "Please don't stop. Wait." They are absolutely not listening to anything he's saying. My favorite part of this scene is that Van and Ty are off in the corner. They're like, have fun. Doing their own thing. (laughs) It is kind of funny when Travis like clocks them and then like laughs in a way that like feels maybe a little more accurate to the era. Not maliciously, just like, oh, (laughs) hey, lesbians. Um, so Travis is saying, wait, stop. He breaks free of them. And when he runs out the door, we then see a stag. They call it a stag, a deer, whatever, run. Yep. Yep. It's very, and, and we're going to, we're almost to the present day, which is really important because the first scene of this episode is, is shot just like this scene, where there's these flashes of like, wait, which one is the reality? Wait, it was Travis. Now it's a deer. It's a deer. Is it Travis? Is it a deer? What's happening? Um, I, I would like to say again, if you have not eaten mushrooms, you will not confuse a person for a deer. That is not how it works. Okay, don't worry. You won't put a pine cone in anyone's <laughs> mouth forcefully on mushrooms. That is... <laughs> You might put a, a pine, you might cone, put a pine cone in your own mouth just to see how it feels, but you would not do any of this. Okay. So Natalie, en route to find Travis, happens to hear Jackie screaming from her place of containment uh, and lets her out while the group of girls is running Travis down. Uh, and Shauna is, she has a knife to this boy's throat as Natalie and Jackie happen to roll up and they stop her. Natalie's like, Travis, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine and disappears into the woods. Uh, which like understandable. I would be yeah avoiding all women yeah, at this moment. For the rest of my life, probably. <laughs> um Shauna is like it's very clear that Shauna's like really embarrassed that Jackie has seen her like this. Yeah. She's like, Jackie, ugh. it's not it what also it looks like. feels like she comes out of, like, she seems even like, what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah, I, yeah. again, impossible to know from, like, just gleaning from facial expressions, but it very much feels like when Nat says, what the fuck are you doing? The general trance that they are in is broken for everyone except Rulati, um, who remains in this place. Lottie says... So Lottie says it wants us to, first of all. Um, <laughs> okay. As Shauna has the knife. Um, Nat, uh, are you okay? Travis runs into the woods and Lottie says, it's in all of us, you know, even him, even you. Then she laughs hysterically. Nah. Um, yeah. Also, 
when they run, when when the girls run out after Travis slash the stag, Javi, they Javi was abandoned in the woods when they all left, and he's made it back to the house. He sees Shauna, and he's like Shauna, and she pulls like a dark willow. She, she literally opens her mouth and is like, run. <laughs> <laughs> the voice that comes out of her body is like not Shauna's voice. Yeah, it's um scary. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> scary. Yikesville, indeed. Yikesville, indeed. Anyway, I guess we can okay. we might as well go right from Yikesville 96 to Yikesville 21, which is um the opening scene of this episode. Well, almost the opening scene of this episode. Isn't What's the, the opening scene? Oh, no, you're right. It is the opening scene. Sorry. No. <laughs> the opening scene of this episode. Yeah. Shauna's over at Adam's, as you may recall from the end of the last episode. And she's all like, I know about the blackmail. Adam jumping in like a real himbo hero trying to role play. <laughs> oh, so you're a bad girl who needs to be blackmailed. <laughs> she's like, you stole my journals. And he's like, wait. What? Hold on. What? <laughs> I can't. Your gurnals? <laughs> he really, at least the writers want us to believe, he has no fucking idea. Uh, I mean, we know. We know that he has no fucking idea, of course, because this episode has the grand reveal that Jeff is our blackmailer. Holy shit. But like... <laughs> It, it it just seems like Adam has absolutely no idea about anything. And the only thing that he's ever done is like have a crush on Shauna and then like look a little bit into who she is. Yeah. As far as we know. As far as we know. Shauna, what are you doing making the safe combination flight number? Girl. Also flight 2525. Pick literally anything else. I was like, this flight is so five by five, baby. You know what I mean? Five by five is 25 times 25, 25 is the flight number. Wow. Yeah. Um, I said in this uh, scene. So you're saying it's five by five parentheses by five by five parentheses. Yeah. It's five by five by five by five. Yes. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Oh, This, um, I wrote down smoke monster noise for this scene. It felt very smoke monster noisy when they're, mm. when this, okay. So, so Shauna walks in, she's like, who the fuck, who the fuck are you? Adam thinks she wants to role play. She's going through all of his drawers. She finds one drawer that has the people mag, the, um, as Jenny would say, Chekhov's People People magazine, even though it's not. Mm. Uh, and a book called Skin in the Game, the unauthorized story of Flight 2525. Really wanted this to be written by Allie. Um, but there was no <laughs> au- there's no author name given. Dang and it. As this scene is unfolding, Shauna is probably having a PTSD like to the nth degree situation. And the way they show that to us is with these really quick flashes of some clips we've seen, and I think some we haven't. A flash of a bloody corpse being dragged through the snow. Seen it. Yep, yep. Check. Uh, uh, They're eating meat. Allie's broken leg is in this, which I took particular note for because I was like, that's weird to be in here. That's interesting. Um, mm. having teenage Jeff car sex. 
slitting a wolf's throat. I don't think that's just something we've seen. Have Doesn't we? feel like any of our business. Um, cho- is she choking someone on a plane? Is that what's happening? I don't even. I try. I watched it so many times, but um, <laughs> the rabbit that she skinned, and also yeah. she's turning. Shauna is both young Shauna and adult Shauna in this scene, yeah. as she has the knife and she's about to stab Adam. I think this is really a, a nicely shot scene. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great choices telling us a lot mm-hmm. uh this whole time adam is maintaining his innocence and then it's teen shauna who is you know visible when she stabs him in the stomach yeah and he falls down dead now i feel like you hear a lot I was, tr- I was trying to think of where I heard this, Kristen, uh, that stomach wounds are the ones that it takes the longest to die from because you have to, like, bleed out and it takes forever. Did I hear this in a bunch of TV shows, like a bunch of procedural shows? Did I hear this in, like, one Quentin Tarantino movie? <laughs> Do you know where you've heard it, if you've heard it? I don't know. It sounds... It just seems like it would biologically make the most sense that it would take... Like, mm-hmm. a, if it was only the stomach... I mean, but could she have put the knife in and up? Because if she went up, then she's now, if you're in Aorta Town, you know what I mean? If you're anywhere near, if you go up, then you, <laughs> but I still don't think anyone would ever die this fast. This is fast even for Aorta's. Yeah. Says, He's like, I know you guys have a busy episode. You have a lot to get through. <laughs> I'm not going to pull a Paul Rubens. It's like, it's like death is somewhere between Adam dying uh, in Yellow Jackets and Paul Rubens dying in Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie. It's like yes. split the difference and that's split realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, okay. Adam, I, this is a small thing, but I was like, he's literally wearing a meditation shirt. I'm pretty sure it's like meditation retreat, something, something, as he's like oh. bleeding out. So Adam's dead. And uh-oh, back to Glittergate. Back to let's go back into the closet, kids. Shauna's putting her little murder knife into her little murder safe. Shauna and discovers, uh-oh, the journals are there. Were they there the whole time? Ooh. And uh then she decides to ask Jeff about the glitter in the closet. Hmm. God, this family is the only one good at lying is Callie. <laughs> Jeff's wow gee whiz no idea what you're talking about face what is glitter (laughs) he's like huh what and then he like huffs and then he puffs before he's like okay so listen (laughs) let me just tell you everything I just Oh, gosh, the the furniturefam.com is running me out of business, and um, I took out a little loan, but it turns out I took out a loan for some, from some bad people, and I, I figured Thaisa or Natalie might have the cash, so he only texted Thaisa and Natalie, mm-hmm. and we still aren't exactly sure why, we th- why he would think Natalie would have cash. I have a prediction. Okay. Uh, because Juliette Lewis famously, uh, has had uh, dabblings in a music career Mm -hmm. uh, across the span of her acting career. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that they're going to do a 
Natalie does a music thing. Oh. Uh, post wilderness, but like a long time ago. Right, right, right. And then she like made a bunch of money, okay. but then like sp- spent most of it on uh, drugs. Coke. Right. She's like the um, uh, Charlie of Lost. She's the. <laughs> yes. She's like, you all, everybody. <laughs> You okay. All, okay. Everybody. Um, Jenny, I'm sorry. Uh, Jenny, I would like to let you know that FurnitureFam.com is available for purchase. So incredible. Just in case you want to scoop that up. Um, it, Gone are the days of of a a TV show scooping up all the related URLs and making like fake sites for. Oh, I love I love those days. Those were my best days. Um, so. Yeah, this is the crossover between The Sopranos and Yellow Jackets. Uh, Jeff mm-hmm. has gotten in with some of the Soprano or Soprano adjacent dudes. They're bad dudes. They're bad. They're complicated, though. They cry about ducks. They go to therapy. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah, nuanced. Yeah. Um, and then Shauna's like, well, Jeff is like, so everything's fine now, though. Like, I paid him. I paid them, and it's fine. <laughs> Shauna's like, what? <laughs> The thing is that I accidentally also like killed this guy who who I thought was 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 blackmailing us. And he's like, what? Who? And she's like, well, it's the guy that I got in the car accident with. You know, the more I got to know him and Jeff's like, you got to know him. <laughs> she's like, well, I just like I had a drink with him at this hotel. And he's like, why were you there? And she's like, well, I was following you. <laughs> Then she's like, okay, let's just like cut through all the shit. I'm not the only one having an affair. I was there following you and Bianca. And he's like, oh, God. Bianca's a bad, bad, bad girl. I'm afraid of Bianca. And you know he yeah. is. Terrified, sweet yeah, Jeff. Yeah, he's so scared of her. <laughs> uh, and so then we have two two revelations from Jeff that are at very different levels of intensity. First, Jeff is like, oh, so you're you're having an affair? And she's like, I can't believe you thought I was going to book club. And he's like, there's no book club? <laughs> so you're having an affair. Is it about a two? And there's no book club. Is it about a 75 on Man. a scale of one to 10? This is uh, canonically uh, touted as the best line in the first season of this show. Uh, Mm -hmm. Incredible, incredible performance. I guffaw. I made a noise like I've never made when he said this line in real time. Uh, It's good. I think there's no book club and Misty surprise (laughs) snorting all the coke are like the two best things. Yes, I I agree. I agree. I actually I, I am uh, I don't go with the majority on that. I actually pref- I think Misty snorting all the coke is funnier for me than even this. But <laughs> they're both high. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I mean the there's no book club is more of a a long con like narrative yes, guffaw yes. Uh, delivered by a perfect perfect God's favorite himbo. And mm-hmm. Misty snorting a coke is like the perfect combination of like Misty personality and like physical yes. comedy. Yes. You know? Agree. Agree. Oh, delicious. Um, lines I also like in this scene uh, when Jeff says, so you 
what do you mean you mur- you murdered you killed somebody fucking shauna i stabbed him and now he's dead amazing <laughs> fact literal fact thank you shauna Good. also sweet jeff you stayed in touch with the guy you rear-ended that's weird that's how he says it i love <laughs> him yeah it's so uh, much. weird it's definitely what it is weird oh god jeff okay so we move from the bedroom down to the dining room where Shauna is now drinking from a bottle of vodka because there is no yes. more Xanax. Fair. Honestly. Or, I mean, maybe she took the last Xanax and she's just courtesy notifying yeah. Jeff. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jeff is so is leaping into action. He's like, here is all of this financial information. I'm going to confit Jeff. Jeff. Jeff wants to take the fall. For this woman, Jeff, I am shaking my damn head, as the kids say. Don't do it, sir. Oh, Jeff. I mean, because he, what he says, too, it's like bad enough that he, I mean, it's like not nice, but also no, Jeff, don't. He says, I'm not going to let you go down for some stupid shit that I did. Jeff, sir. Jeff, uh, no. Sir? What? Um, sir. <laughs> Incorrect. Yes, you did do some stupid shit. However, somebody else did some even stupider shit. So correct. Uh, just maybe, but thankfully, Shauna's like, don't do that. Um, for these reasons, it won't work out. Uh, because basically, all of our lives would be over even if you took the fall, because they would find out about shit. Yeah, they would find out about like what Jeff was up to, and then people would know that there was something worth blackmailing the yellow jackets for, and then they might find out what that is. Whatever it is. And then Callie's life would be bad. And uh Shauna's like, okay, so nobody else knows about the blackmail, right? Like, let's just like start getting our ducks in a row. And Jeff is like, yeah, totally. Oh, except Randy. <laughs> Randy. Oh, Jeff, sweet Jeff and his best buddy, I trust Randy. Him. I'm going to tell you what, I trust Randy more than any of the Yellow Jackets. So Yeah, that's, that's true. He's <laughs> far less likely to murder you than any of the rest of them, I think. And Shauna's like, oh my gosh, when did we become the people who like lie and cheat and, but stay together, whatever? And Jeff's like... We've always been these people. Yeah. Secrets have always been part of us. He's wearing like a fedora <laughs> and he's only lit from one side <laughs> and he's like smoking a cigarette oh. and illusions are being destroyed. Um, I love that, that line. I mean, it, that was a very funny oh, it's delivery, great. but it's really good. It's really nice. No, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Um, this... And then. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh. And then Sweet Jeff has his his one good idea for the day. That's well, sort of a good idea. It's probably a bad idea. I think maybe an end result it's might a terrible be a bad idea, idea. But yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, why not just tell the other girls? Also, like the idea of like referring to these these like four women as like a group of girls, like <laughs> the other girls is so funny. Just like knowing the tip of the iceberg of what each of them is capable of. Yeah. Um, but uh, just tell the other girls that Adam was the blackmailer. Why can't they just think he was the blackmailer? This will be this will be great. Mm-hmm. You guys, I can think of like 400 so well. reasons for you just sitting here calmly, barely putting in any effort. So just to like circle back to this, because I think we've talked about it maybe in just what's the buzz. I'm not sure. 
Um, but we were kind of like confused about if the text messages and the postcards were connected, but they were not. They were not. The postcards came from someone else. The postcards are not Jeff's domain. I know we love thinking about Jeff going to vistaprint.com and being like, let me find a nice uh, public domain mountain landscape. If this... What's the right What's the right font for wish you were here? Uh, Can I this... make a PNG of skeleton buddy? I mean, could I make a PNG of triangle buddy? If this show in its second season does not give me the footage of Randy and Jeff trying to figure out how to make that goddamn triangle buddy emoji, I will lose my shit. I will lose my shit. Give me these two men yeah. trying to figure that shit yeah. out. No, okay. But yes. Okay. Um, then they have this conversation about the journals, which, listen, I definitely fall victim a little quicker than most of, oh, you murdered somebody and you, you know, are li- about to lie to these girls that you... But this is sweet. This is my, this is who I am. I, this is nice. This is, if you're going to be in love and also a murderer, this is sweet. Okay. This is uh, what I have to say about this. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, the real sting of this scene, because like Jeff is like, I read your journals years ago and I still love you, basically. Uh, and the sting of this scene is that somehow Jeff, Somehow Jeff gets to know more than we know. <laughs> I know. Doesn't that, doesn't that just hurt? Doesn't it does that feel hurt. a little wrong? It does hurt. And also Jeff, just like, share what you know. You know, we don't talk about cannibalism a lot on this show, especially for a show that is touted as a show about cannibalism. But like, I yeah. just, it just, and I said this all throughout watching this season of this show. It sure doesn't seem like cannibalism is what everyone's worried about. Like, that does not seem like the thing that these girls are panicked about to me. It has never seemed that way. Everything is, and we'll get to the Misty and Jessica conversation, but it's like surviving in the woods by having to eat people is horrifying, but also we that has actually happened. We've we've done that. We've before. done been there, done that. Okay. Nobody so like, liked it, but it happened and it's fine. First, as a child, I learned that some people had to drink their own pee. Then I learned some people had to eat other people. You just you it's the facts of life, okay? This is what you gotta it is. use the resources that are available to you. <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> Anyway, Jeff does. Jeff knows more than we do now. He's on the inside. He's on the inner circle. Um, So Shauna fucking rounds up three quarters of teen girl squad. Wait, wait. Let me have my romantic moment. Oh, sorry. All this time, Shauna says, you knew everything. And even now, after what just happened, and I, you, and he says, Shauna, of course, I still love you. And then she says, okay, I'll be home soon. <laughs> Romance! Love! Mowage. I'll be home soon. I'm just going to go take care of this body and then I'll be home oh soon. Oh my God, the amount of play that Callie's like it fucking toddler duffel bag is getting at this point. It's back mm. in play. It's back in action. It's now left the house again because it's going to get planted yes. at Adam's. Okay, so... Nat and Thaisa come into Adam's apartment and we get, for the second time, this, like, truly wonderful gasp. 
from Thaisa. <laughs> she does the same gasp that she did when she found out that Shauna was having an affair yes. as she does at Adam's dead body. You killed it's him. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you really did it, Shauna. You really did it. <laughs> Shauna's like, yeah, this is uh this is at this is Adam. I think he's the blackmailer. He's uh the, the guy I was we got into a car accident and then we started hooking up and Tanya's like, this is your boyfriend? Oh, Shauna's like, oh, he attacked me. He attacked me. It was self-defense. Natalie's like, where's my money? (laughs) Shauna's like, oh, look, he also, pulling him out of the the crafty duffel bag, he also had my journal from the wilderness. (laughs) She does the same. She literally does, like, show and tell. She's like, and also the burner phone. B-U-R-N-E-R. Burner (laughs) phone. Also in the bag. Uh, Shauna, get your shit together. (laughs) Also, the whole time, like, they're doing this, like, everybody's talking at the top of their voices. Natalie is like, I can't believe you killed him, (laughs) Shauna. At the fucking top of her lungs. Nat is like poking Adam's dead body and Taisa and Sean are like, ew, stop it. Ew, 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 ew. ew. <laughs> Gross, such a dead body. Ew. <laughs> Uh, they're trying to figure out what to do with him and Shauna's like, well, we can't exactly weekend at Bernie's him out of the door. <laughs> Arguably uh, the most iconic movie about a dead body that that has to be made to look as though it's not dead no uh-huh, how yeah is there any other so it's yeah we yeah i mean birdies. that's my joke but <laughs> uh yeah this is good listen you know what people like is people like to watch incredibly traumatized people respond to things that would be shocking to you if you were not deeply traumatized in a way that is like, I don't know, LOL. Because deep down, I heard Bill Nye on the radio the other day. He's got this series coming out called The End is Nye, um, which is like an eight episode series where in each each episode, I guess he dies (laughs) because of like either a natural disaster or like a disaster caused by humans. And then halfway through the episode, he dies from that. And then the back half of the episode is like, here's how we could have like prevented this or like, here are things you should know or like. We shouldn't dry up the fucking water in the Midwest because then we'll have no food and we'll all die. Um, (laughs) Anyway, he was saying how humans are such fascinating creatures because when things are good and feeling good and lovely, they love to watch rom-coms and happy things and whatever. And when humans are... Just facing death and destruction, we are like, give me, there's a pandemic killing millions? Let's watch Contagion. Like, we are so (laughs) fucking weird. Anyway, that is not like an A to B situation, but I just think that like we as humans, most of us have a deep enjoyment of seeing shit like this because it like reaches down to some other piece of us, you know, Mm -hmm. that like, Mm -hmm. I just find it fascinating how much delight we take from a scene like this with three adult, well, two, uh, three adult women and a dead man. And we're like, "Ah, ah, 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 (laughs) (laughs) LOL. All right. Yeah. Let's turn this. But let's turn this party. Natalie has an idea that Great. we'll get into. Right. I was hoping we could bring one more woman into the party. <laughs> yeah. Time for one more lady. Okay. So over at Misty Quigley's, she's been chilling 
with Jessica. Jessica's been telling her tales of, you know, her busting up drug runners. Jessica's drinking a slice orange soda, which also feels like exactly the soda I would guess that Misty would be stocking. Um, I actually, I have an appreciation for orange soda, uh, which is not a, I feel like it's not a popular opinion, but it does feel like the weird soda that you would think, oh, Misty would have that. Yeah, I mean, my only memories of orange soda are really positive, but I have to say I kind of forgot that there was a such thing as orange soda. It's been probably the 90s was the last time I had a sip of orange soda, and now I'm curious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, next episode, let's get some some slice orange orange sodas to try. Finale, the grand finale. Yes. Uh, Okay, so Jessica's like, it's interesting to watch these two women work each other. Yeah. You know, Jessica's like poking Misty for more info about the woods. She's like, oh, it must have been rough. And you must have some stories. And Misty's like, oh, well, we were all friends. So it like wasn't a big deal. And Jessica was like, hmm, the rest of them have been in touch for 25 years, but not with you. That's interesting. That's some that doesn't sound like what friends would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about you and I'm not putting this on you, but I, I would feel left out. But Jessica working it. Yeah. Okay, so a little while later, Misty is showing Jessica her makeup trial for the high school reunion. And Jessica's like, it's not too early to start workshopping your image. Do you have a lipstick shade that's more innocent librarian? And Misty says, I'm so glad I kidnapped you before the reunion. (laughs) Also... Misty saying, my whole life I thought I was a spring, but maybe I'm a winter has to go on with some of my top Misty quotes lines. Uh, (laughs) So fucking good. So good. So their chats have have moved forward. They're talking about meeting with a ghostwriter. They're talking about a PR team. They're running down sound bites and Misty is nailing it. Misty is like, the survivor version, like just uh, career survivor uh, version of Thaisa as a politician. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's uh, chills down my back. I mean, you got to give them credit. They're all really good at exactly what they're really good at. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've really honed their particular skill sets. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, so Jessica takes a little turn into the place she's been wanting to get to. So, I mean, you guys, this is how I would do it. Just so you know, if I were a journalist locked in Misty's basement, this is also how I would casually try to slide it into the conversation. I'd be like, do, 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 sip of my orange soda. So, I mean, like, you guys ate each other. I mean, that's what happened, right? Like, it's not, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> um, and she's like, you know, they're not going to blame you. They're going to sympathize with you. And, and. This scene mm-hmm. is fascinating to me because Misty takes the bait. I mean, she takes the bait as like, ooh, this is a good story to spin. Ooh, I could have people really sympathizing with me. But none of this gives us confirmation of anything that happens. It only gives us confirmation of the fact that Misty wants everyone to fucking love her. Like, that mm-hmm. is all that this does. And I, th- I think writing-wise, that just seems so brilliant to me. Of, like, yeah. the only real conversation we get and barely get about fucking cannibalism is like this. 
Uh, I just couldn't live with it a minute longer. When we came back, we couldn't get help. We couldn't betray the team. It's like, is any of this true? Just sounds like uh, PR talking points to me. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so, the, so fucking ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> but Jenny, before we get to ding dong, because that's the that's the last thing I think we have to talk about is this last scene. Um, I yeah. just want to skip backwards a hot second to adult Natalie embodying Kristen Russo because all she wants is her peanut M&M. She's at the fucking motel. She's in the motel parking lot. The fucking peanut M&M. I was when I tell you, Jenny, I'm not shitting you. I was watching the episode and I was eating peanut M&M's. Wow. I was eating them and the scene was Ooh, happening. And I was like, the mm-hmm. wilderness wanted you to have the M&M's. Peanut M&M's are my favorite candy by like one million miles. No other candy mm. makes me as happy. Anyway, her peanut M&M's gets stuck in the fucking vending machine and she goes, calmly walks over to get a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Shatters the glass of the of the vending machine, which touts itself as having a full range of snacks. I will have you know. <laughs> reaches in, grabs her one bag of peanut M&M's and moves on her way. I just she love She just it. takes what she paid for, and mm-hmm. I love that yep. about her. Okay. Now, take take us to the end, Jenny. <sighs> Ding dong. It's Natalie. Natalie's like, wow, you look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Misty's uh... like, I have nothing to say to you. And then Natalie's like why did you open the door then and misty's like well because i just had to say that (laughs) and then natalie apologizes and misty thinks it's a trap i mean fair has Uh, that ever apologized yeah but natalie you know is like i've been an asshole you've been there for me in a way no one has you've been a real friend i'm sorry you're just really good at things and this is like making Misty's day. This is like more than she could have ever dreamed of. And just when she thinks her day can't get any better, Natalie is like, so guess what? We need to dispose of a dead body. And Misty is like, what? Christina Ricci's like Christina Ricci deserves an award simply for her facial response to the 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 fucking closing shot of this on Christina Ricci's face, I it's I I have no words. I have no. It's just it's delicious. It's a delicious yeah. delicious treat. She's so happy. It'd be like all of her dreams are coming through. And honestly, to Natalie's credit, most of her apology could be true. The only thing yeah. I feel like she probably doesn't believe is that Misty has been a good friend. But she might even believe that if she's contextualizing it for Misty. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you've been there for think about the words. You've been there for me like no one else has. Well, that is definitely true. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're really good mm-hmm. at things. Absolutely accurate. I've been an asshole. I mean, clearly, Nat's been an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, you know, these two, I'll follow them anywhere. They are great. Love going out on this. Um, Kristen, mm. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What's the most 90s thing? Mm-hmm. Is it? This fucking caboodle? Yes. <laughs> is it 
a makeup and wardrobe getting ready for the big dance montage set to the world I know by Collective Soul? <laughs> Fuck, okay. Or is it an impromptu acapella sing-along to Kiss from a Rose mm-hmm. that is so powerful, mm-hmm. it actually summons the real recording from nowhere? All right, well, Jenny... I want it so badly to be the caboodle, but it actually isn't because the caboodle really is late 80s. It rolled over Mm. into the 90s, but like the caboodle origin point is 80s for me. And Collective Soul, very 90s. Montage. I mean, very few things can beat a montage as most 90s, except for Mm -hmm. a sing-along to... Seal yeah. kiss from a rose in the woods that summons Seal himself. That's the yeah. winner. Yeah. 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 That's... Um, I have another little treat for you. Oh, lo- so excited. I started Do we get to hide a body? Are we going to hide a body? <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. Damn it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I've started making a game. It's called Yellow Jackets, the drinking game, season one edition. Great. So here are your first four drinking commands. Okay. Are you ready? Am I supposed to rewatch this episode or is this for the finale? This is for the whole, this is for rewatching season one. Again. We're just going to watch it again. Okay, great. great yeah. Great, great. Uh, and also, this is not a complete list. This is open to expansion. Okay. By all means. Uh, please drink anytime. You see antlers on screen. Nice, hot. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about the antlers. We have to go back. Put a pin in the antlers. Coming back to them. Okay. Drink any time Shauna goes to book club. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drink any time <laughs> someone mentions Randy Walsh with the shrill edge of incredulity in their voice. <laughs> and... Drink anytime you feel empathy for Misty mm. and drink twice if oh. she did something absolutely unforgivable within the last 10 minutes of the episode <laughs> that you're watching. Oh, this is going to be a very sloppy game already. Yeah, yeah. Off off to the races. Okay. All right. So the antlers. Yeah, the antlers. Lottie's wearing them antlers, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's so, like, the moment when she puts the antlers on is, like, you might as well be, like, zooming in from afar. Remember that really, really, really long zoom that we did into Giles's doorway in England? (laughs) Hell yeah. It's like that. It, like, feels like that, even though it's not that when Lottie puts on those fucking antlers. It's, like, the real first, like, antler queen moment that we get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had them, you know, she she stood in front of the antlers. But, like, this is, they're on her fucking head. Okay? okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess, is it time to go Take into, me. What's the, into... also, the most New Jersey thing is clearly Jeff b- uh, borrowing money from fucking uh, Meadow Soprano. I don't know what she's up to. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no competition, so there is yeah. no clearly question uh okay let's go over into what's the buzz what's the buzz okay so a few 
casting updates. I can't remember if we've talked about this first one in the last episode or we not. We didn't. We didn't. We okay. Didn't. We're keeping this in what's the buzz because it feels like the respectful thing to do. I mean... We, Even uh, though they're widely announcing it. We, but no, I'm rolling my eyes because Jenny and I both are sort of of a mind of like, why would you have told us who they're playing? Come on. Yeah. 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 Still um, feels like a spoiler. Yeah. <sighs> so we've got the incredible Lauren Ambrose coming in as adult Van. We've got Simone Kessel coming in as adult Lottie. And have you seen the third Piece of casting news, Kristen? Okay, great. It's Elijah Wood as Citizen Detective Walter. I am thrilled. I First of all, I cannot express to you how much of a crush I have on Lauren Ambrose. Um, I only watched Six Feet Under like last year. Like I'd never seen mm. it. Uh, I'd seen like an episode or two, but I watched the whole series maybe two years ago. Um, but I am in love with her. So I am <laughs> thrilled. I am b- uh, beside myself. I could not have thought of anyone better to play Van, who is, I think, my favorite character. So, yeah, overjoyed. I'm Over- excited to hear Lauren Ambrose do Van voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know that I've seen Simone Kessel in anything. I'm not sure. I no, but recognize the, her. Right. But the like really, I, I mean, I think the thing that people are very stoked about is that the actress who plays young Lottie is Maori. And this actress, Simone Kessel, is also Maori, which is, mm. you know, it's like the, it's like things that we should not have to be like, oh, that's so amazing that you did that. But like, <laughs> this is where we are. And it's really nice to see that happening. Um, yeah. In in actual practice. Um, and I mean, she looks amazing and very excited, very excited to find out what the fuck adult Lottie is all about. Yeah. And then as far as Reddit, the only thing I have to report is that, like, when this episode came out, everyone was in love with Jeff, which makes me so happy. Everyone's just like, Jeff. Yeah, it's like we kind of loved Jeff even when we thought he was having an affair. And, like, now he's not even having an affair. He's just great all the way down. The perfect man. Huh? Truly. Um, I just want to say Elijah Wood. I mean, you know. I'm I'm excited because I, there's been a lot of speculation about like what this character might do and blah blah blah. But like the citizen detective mm-hmm. makes me think that regardless of how how he might be integrated into the story, that we will get Elijah Wood and Christina Ricci. Yeah, he's definitely. Together. Yeah, Walter and Misty are for sure going to be interacting, which is like again, you know, like that's just a '90s delight. That's just like that's fun. Yeah, that's tasty. Um, a lot of people, when they think of Elijah Wood, of course, think of um, Lord of the Rings. I think of um, The Good Son. That is literally where Elijah Wood is rooted for me what? forever. The Good Son. Do you remember The Good Son? I never watched it, but <gasps> I'm familiar with it. Oh, God. It's For those of you who don't know, it's Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood, and they're both like seven. They're so small. And, the, and, and Macaulay Culkin, I think, is the one that's just like an absolutely terrifying murderer child. Uh, and as you would imagine, me at like age 13 or whatever I was, I was obsessed with this movie. <laughs> uh, and Elijah Wood and, and uh, Christina Ricci have appeared together previously in 1997's The Ice Storm. 
Have you uh, ever seen that? No, I haven't. Have you? No. <gasps> oh, well, that seems like something that we could maybe watch before we see them together on the screen in season two. Um, yeah, it seems like it would be smart to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything super buzzy, but that makes sense because we're at episode nine and there's only one more. So, you know. Yep. You don't yep. have that much further to yep. travel together. Um, wow. All right. Well, here we are coming out of What's the Buzz and into the ending. And I, just for the listeners at home, Frank has entered the office. I can see Frank's tiny little head. Yeah, he just came in here like Vince McMahon, just like <laughs> pushing the door open, <laughs> walking his broad shoulders uh, <sighs> in here. Hey, buddy. Hi, Hi Frank. Okay. Uh, he's like, he comes into my office every day at 630. He's oh. like, it's over. The workday is over. Frank. Come pay attention to me. I'm very majestic. Providing a service. Oh, sweet Frank. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the workday. He's like the whistle. Ugh, my cats like just the... sleep until I stand up. They don't do that. <laughs> what was the animal in the Flintstones that they would like pull its tail? Oh, and it would scream oh. like a bird or something, like a prehistoric bird. Yeah, some kind of dinosaur bird. Oh my god! So I spent like a lot of time <laughs> with a four-year-old over the last week, and my favorite thing to do is be like, "So, Charlie, what happened to the dinosaurs?" And she, every time she would look at me and goes, "Would go, they died." <laughs> <laughs> and then would tell me all about the asteroid that hit the planet and it was really hot and then it got really cold and so they couldn't live they anymore. died they, they, they died they died um was my favorite bit um we did it well are we still women vocalizing eerily yeah yeah that's the bit that's it do people even like it when we do that i don't know and i don't care jenny hell yes what are you jackie in episode nine <laughs> all right uh till next time run I'm not
An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian-trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An assassin comes to town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the divine plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children.
The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, wherever podcasts are available.